The Veritas Radio Network is guaranteed the right to offend, annoy, agitate, shout heresy, and entertain. You start programming right now. Kind of like the cultural sewage served up on Bravo or CMT, only it's on 24 hours a day, except Sundays. When the truth gets you angry and you throw your smartphone, remember, no one is forcing you to listen to the truth on the Veritas Radio Network. You can't handle the truth. You're doing that of your own free will. That's what makes this country great and any gay marriage pointless. That's offensive. So there isn't much you can do about it, Chowderhead. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Grab a book, take a vow, and conform your mind to reality. Otherwise, you're just another Judas-inspired Karl Marx wannabe. And your children will steal your credit card number to buy tickets to the Miley Cyrus Twerkers Ball. I came in like a Are you ready? Let's get it on. On the Veritas Radio Network's Crusade. Some of us have figured out that almost all American government must be avoided like the bird flu. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity, or remorse, or fear, and it absolutely will not stop, ever, until you are dead. That's why she exercised her option to escape. Learn to exercise your options and listen to the Suzanne Option exclusively on the Veritas Radio Network's Crusade Channel. Courage sold separately. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Lawman is putting in to my running and I'm so far from my home Oh mama I can hear you are crying you're so scared and all alone Hangman is coming down from the gallows and I don't the best producer in radio. Uh, yeah, Christopher, I swear, I think you read my mind today. That song is the most fitting uh, song to kick off our show today. Uh, if you missed Mark Esselins this morning, uh, you need to catch the replay this afternoon, this evening, or uh, use your Founders Pass and hear it, because this is really exactly what we were talking about today. Uh, there is no way you can escape the long arm law and big government, and uh, we'll get back into that in a little while. My name is Suzanne Sherman, and you are listening to the Suzanne Option on the Crusade Channel. The Crusade Channel is part of the Veritas Radio Network. We are live today. It is Thursday, August 4th. I can't believe we are already in August. The number here at the, Veri- at the yeah, Veritas Radio Network studios here in Utah is 844-5-CRUSADE, 844-527-8723. And uh, you can also get us on the app if you like what you're hearing and want the most convenient way to listen to Veritas Radio Network. Download our app. It's in the Windows Phone App Store, iTunes Store for the iPhone, and the iPad, and the Google Play Store for Android. The app is only $1.99. It'll give you quick and easy fingertip access to 
USA Channel live stream, host bios, showtimes, Twitter, and Facebook feeds. You also get all the new preview feed along with your effortless uh, playback hours of your favorite uh, Crusade content without ever even having to leave the app. So download it today and consider rating the app as well. Our smartphone app delivers the Crusade channel anywhere your mobile device works. The Veritas Radio Network app mobile radio the way it should be you can also reach me on my facebook page suzanne sherman also twitter cowgirl esquire um i got a message from our producer christopher that the phones were already ringing before the show started and before we take our first caller just a quick uh, couple announcements i want to congratulate our good friend dwayne stovall for his uh, radio host debut he filled in for mark Kresslins, who in turn filled in for Mike Church during his absence on Monday and Tuesday this week. Uh, he just dove right into the deep end and hosted two two-hour shows back-to-back, Monday and Tuesday. Congratulations to you, Dwayne. And uh, Dwayne will also be appearing with me on my show on August 18th, and he will be hosting my show for me on September 1st when I am away. And uh, Dwayne is also going to be in Gilroy, California, speaking for Gilroy Morgan Hill Patriots on August 25th. You're not going to want to miss that if you're in the area. Also want to congratulate last week's uh, Tail Gunner giveaway winner, Tracy, and want to thank our good friend Robin at Tail Gunner for so generously giving away uh, her wonderful Back at the Cabin products for uh, our listeners here. Uh, We've got a really, really special guest today. Her name is Dr. Marianne Block. She um, is a. She was a mom who let her um, daughter d- go through the experience of ineffective medical cont- uh, treatment and exercise the option because that's what this show is all about: options of going to medical school at 39 years of age. She became a doctor and now she runs a clinic for children that are afflicted with uh, various disorders from ADHD, autism spectrum as well. I also uh, have been notified by Tail Gunner that we're going to do another giveaway if we want. So a lucky caller, time new caller, will get that as well. But without further ado, I would like to introduce my uh, guest on the Cowgirl Esquire hotline, Dr. Marianne Block. Are you there? Do we have her on the line, Christopher? I'm getting a lot of feedback. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of feedback, too. Can you hear me now? I want to welcome you to the show. Can you hear me okay? Just barely. Just barely? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, is this a little better? It is, and I'm I'm hearing myself, though, repeat. You have a cell phone? No, I'm I'm not on a cell phone. I'm on a landline. Okay, well, let's run with what we got here. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Can you give us a little background of, of your clinic and how you got involved in what you're doing now? Well, sure. Well, sure. Uh, as uh, you mentioned, um, my daughter had chronic bladder infections and when she was young. And, and uh, like most people, I, tr- I trusted doctors and had been taught up thinking that they know how to make us well. So I did take my daughter through that process. And instead of getting her well, uh, the medications they prescribed actually made her a whole lot worse and she became very very ill for several years from that and um, in my desperation to not only get her well but to make sure that no one I loved ever had to face that again I did decide to go to medical school at age 39 and so now I have the 
my medical clinic, the Block Center, right in the middle of the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area, where I, I treat people that kind of been through the same kinds of things I went through, that have chronic health problems that maybe other doctors haven't been able to help or medications have made them worse, uh, things like that. And I've had a particular focus on uh, kids diagnosed with ADHD and helping find the root cause of that, that problem and get them off their medications and children diagnosed with autism, helping them get better, um, and a, a lot of other chronic problems that children and adults deal with today that don't respond that well to medications. And um, so I spend a lot of time with my patients trying to find that root cause and fix the cause rather than just cover symptoms with drugs. Now, you say that you went through medical school, obviously. In your book, you discuss how maladies are discovered, how they're diagnosed, and how they're treated. If you can explain that and then compare how afflictions such as ADHD are diagnosed and how they're treated, because Mm -hmm. I noticed a significant disparity in what you were taught in medical school and how this is handled in the medical society today, particularly the psychiatric society. Right, and and unfortunately what's happened is most other medical conditions are now being treated very similarly to the psychiatric disorders. Um, Basically, um, in medicine, we do have means to usually do lab tests or x-rays to diagnose real medical problems. Uh, Say, for example, you have a headache. Well, you can take uh, an ibuprofen or an aspirin or acetaminophen and the the headache may go away and that's fine, but if the headache doesn't go away, then it may mean it's a bigger problem and you may have to do an MRI or look at other underlying causes uh, that, that create this headache, and medicine is able to do that uh, because those uh, we have real objective tests to determine when someone has a real medical condition. We can take someone's blood pressure and see they have high blood pressure. We can test blood sugar and see that someone may have diabetes. So those are real objective medical diagnoses. On the other hand, in psychiatry, there are no objective tests whatsoever. Every psychiatric label is subjective. And when it comes to something like ADHD, uh, it's a list of subjective symptoms that the teacher and, and sometimes the parents use this checklist and they check off what symptoms their child may have. And from that, the doctor may determine that, decide that the child has ADHD. Um, Unfortunately, um, I I think it's completely wrong. Your child may have a lot of these symptoms, and they may be very, really suffering and may be having great deals of difficulty socially or in school. But we have real objective tests to uh, find the actual underlying underlying medical or educational problems that are causing the symptoms that get called ADHD uh, or depression or anxiety or bipolar or any of these so-called psychiatric uh, labels. 
the thing is, is that currently a lot of uh, medical doctors are now using the same kind of methods. Um, they might see, oh, you have high blood pressure, and here's your blood pressure medication. But they don't take the time to find out why do you have high blood pressure. Uh, same thing with, say, type 2 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes is, is a diet and exercise problem. It's not really a disease. It's a symptom of you need to change your lifestyle. But today, a doctor may see a high blood sugar and give you medication and and tell you, you know, you need to take this medication and may or may not even discuss diet or exercise. And if they do, it may not be complete enough for a person to go home and make that happen. So nobody should be diagnosed with type 1, I mean type 2 diabetes, which is very different from type 1. Same thing is true, in my opinion, of ADHD. Nobody should be diagnosed as ADHD. Every doctor should be taking the time to find the underlying cause, and there are many, uh, and treat those and uh, hopefully give that child the future they deserve without the psychiatric label and without psychiatric drugs. Well, you mentioned in your book, and I found this very profound as well, and we're going to get back to this phenomenon, how we're just diagnosing and passing out these very uh, powerful drugs without an adequate medical diagnosis. But just to let our listeners know, you say at the beginning of your book, or this was within the foreword, if Mozart or Beethoven had lived today, they would have been drugged for ADHD. This would have destroyed their souls and immeasurably diminished human culture. In my opinion, the current indiscriminate drugging of children is satanic. It destroys character development and fosters a valueless culture. When a problem arises, there is a drug. And that goes directly to what you just said. Um, these kids are just being diagnosed on subjective information, often uh, at the behest of a teacher who uh, the symptoms may be any one of uh, caused by any numerous reasons by diet. You address that in your book uh, with regards to sugar. It could be a result of the skills that the teacher has in interacting with that. But right, I'm, 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 I've got to ask you a question. Is when, go ahead. Go ahead. Which book are you looking at? This is No More ADHD. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, when you uh, say the foreword, I don't, I don't mention Satan and all that in there. I'm just trying to see where you found that, where, where that was written, because I didn't know if you were quoting me then, because that, does, that sounds very unfamiliar to me. Okay. No, that okay. was in a foreword by Julian Whitaker in this book, but we'll go oh, back okay. to the focus. <laughs> One thing I noticed was that the symptoms here are very real, but because it's described ADHD as a mental disorder, they don't do the medical tests, yet the, medics, the medications that are prescribed have significant physical impacts, often long-lasting and detrimental. Right, right, because most of the drugs that are prescribed for ADHD are actually uh, amphetamines. They are class two controlled substances that are highly addictive. And uh, the drug Ritalin has been studied most extensively because it's been out the longest. And they know that it goes to the same receptor sites in the brain as cocaine. And when taken in the same manner, provides the same high as cocaine and is equally addictive as cocaine. And so whoever decided that this made any sense at all to prescribe to children um, should have their heads examined 
because we're addicting children. It's sure great for the drug industry because they often can't get off the drugs. And then when they're teenagers, they often self-treat with alcohol and other drugs. So it's a really scary thing that parents, like, like myself as a young mother, goes to the doctor, trusts the doctor, and then their child is given a medication that could addict them for life and also has the risk of heart attacks and, and, and other serious consequences. And so it's, it's important for parents to, as I tell my patients, don't trust any doctor, including me. You know, there's too much information available today uh, on the Internet to not at least Google the drug and look at the potential side effects that this drug can cause. And don't assume that you won't have that side effect because it's written there for a reason. And people need to understand that. It's a very simple thing to do. Don't trust doctors. Our education is what it is. But a lot of our education has to do with prescribing drugs. What I want to do is get into um, the link between why these drugs are being handed out. They were the drugs... Um, themselves and the pharmaceutical companies and the relationships with the doctors. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, we'll do that after the break. Okay. We have about three minutes before the break. How can you tell us that this, how did this disorder come about? We didn't have this 50 years ago. Um, is this something that was newly discovered chemically or was this, I think you used the term voted in, but I think this would be a fascinating story for the listeners to hear. It truly was voted in, and that's what happens with psychiatry. Um, There is no valid objective means of diagnosing any psychiatric disorder, as I said earlier. And so uh, the psychiatrists get together every few years, and they write a book called the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, which lists the psychiatric disorders and the symptoms and and a code so that if you use that diagnosis, you use that code, insurance then hopefully will pay the doctor for using that that diagnosis. But because there's no objective means of diagnosing anything in psychiatry, they they literally vote. And uh, the things they came come up with are often very bizarre. What the psychiatrists decide are abnormal to to our society. They turn them into psychiatric disorders and label people with them. And so this diagnosis of what used to be hyperkinesis, which was a hyperactive child, uh, was the label originally. And then through the years, it was modified to attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And it was not, you know, not that many kids were diagnosed with it in actuality. People understood that kids are kids. They're going to move around in class. They're going to touch other people. They're going to speak out of turn. But in the late uh, 80s, um, ADHD became a diagnosis that fell under the uh, Americans with Disabilities Act. And when it became a so-called disability, the schools could actually get money for each child that got diagnosed ADHD. And low-income families could get money for each child that got diagnosed with ADHD. So if you look at the statistics, that year the number of kids diagnosed and prescribed drugs for ADHD went through the roof. 
Well, what we're going to do is uh, go back uh, after the break and explore what academic life, what school life is like for kids that are diagnosed with this malady and how we can make it better, how it's failing them. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Dr. Mary Ann Block, author of No More ADHD, who also runs the Block Institute, who deals with ADHD, autism spectrum disorders, and host of other issues in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And uh, she's been generous enough to offer her time today. If you've missed uh, any of this first section and would like to download it later, you can do so by becoming a Founders Pass member today. You can gain instant streaming and download access to every episode on all the others on the Crusade Channel, including Reverse Deception, the Mark Kresslin Show, for 23 cents a day. You can uh, subscribe to the Founders Pass for as little as 23 cents a day. You can choose between a monthly or a yearly membership. When we get back, I think we also have a caller on the line that has a question for Dr. Block, and we'll return shortly. You're listening to the Suzanne Option on the Veritas Radio Network, radio the way it should be. 